Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I understand what's important. What's going on in Afghanistan? The latest out of Louisiana, yet over a million people without power because of Hurricane Ida. Now that the sun's up, they're seeing the damage. The southern border, absolutely a problem. But I gotta talk about Jacob Blake. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. You remember the name Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake is a black man who was shot by police. Well, Tony, that doesn't clear it up. Calm yourselves. I'm not buying into the level of hysteria that is often created. You know, thousands of black men are shot by police every year. Wait, hold on. That's completely not true. Well, it doesn't matter because that's the narrative that's taken hold. If you lie to people enough, as the squad and others have, this is what they will believe. They will believe that there are people out there being hunted because of the color of their skin, which is, of course, not true in the United States of America. Getting hunted is what happens when you're facing the Taliban, not when you're facing the Minneapolis Police Department. An officer did something horrifically wrong with George Floyd, and that officer lost their career. That officer is in jail, rightfully so, may I add. I am not here to defend George Floyd, a man who resisted arrest, a man who was drugged out of his mind. I am here to say that we expect something from police, and there is no way that officer lived up, officer, former officer Chauvin, lived up to his code. Zero. Black men are under assault by the police in the U.S.? Just not true. Just not true. Doesn't mean that when you see something wrong, you shouldn't say something. Jacob Blake is not that story. This is Wisconsin. Jacob Blake is the Kenosha. He was shot by police because Jacob Blake had a knife. Jacob Blake was in a place where he wasn't supposed to be. There was already a restraining uh, uh, warrant, um, uh, restraining order against him. He wouldn't listen to police, and he got shot when he was reaching into his car while he was still already holding a knife. That's what happened. Yet here is the story from CNN. Jacob Blake speaks out a year later. I have not survived until something has changed. Here's what's going to change. We're going to stop lauding and glorifying guys like Jacob Blake because they don't deserve it. Jacob Blake was where he wasn't supposed to be, had a weapon, and would not listen to police. Bad things happen when all three of those things happen. Jacob Blake is responsible for what happened to him. That's the honest conversation. Where is it in America? That's why I bring it up, guys. I don't bring it up because, oh, man, I can't talk about Afghanistan anymore. Today is the day, right? There, there, there's no more deadline. Isn't today the day? It's it. It's over. It's done. How many? How, no, no, no. It, it's, 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 it's it, the, the, today or tomorrow. The point of it being... That you're about to leave thousands. I'm going to let people argue that, right? No, it's today. No, it's tomorrow. You're going to leave thousands of Americans. There's a whole question of how many Americans there are still there. What, you're only going to leave hundreds of Americans? You're only going to leave tens of Americans? Exactly how many Americans can you leave behind to be hostages? And it's okay. 
I'm not discussing some people who actually wanted to stay because they want to fight with their allies, this Taliban, this Al-Qaeda, this ISIS-K. But is there any doubt we left people to die? None. Is there, is there any doubt that Joe Biden's failures led to the death of 13 U.S. service members? None. But we need to make sure we are covering all of the things in all of the places. And Jacob Blake is one of those stories. Because Jacob Blake should not be lauded and glorified. What does it mean I have not survived until something has changed? What are you talking about? The story begins that it was July 4th weekend and he called 911. But he realized he was having an anxiety uh, attack. He had felt a, a lot of, of pain, and um, he realized it was just hearing the fireworks on the 4th of July. I, uh, you know, and, and he's like, it, it, it got to me. And he keeps watching the video of himself getting shot. He, uh, he, he was impressed by the people who were marching in his name. Why they were marching in his name, I have no idea. And by the way, neither do they. They did it because of rote. They did it because of pushing a lie of being anti-police and hating police and defunding the police and all of that. They don't actually care about the cases or the situation or the facts. They care about declaring another group guilty so they can feel better about themselves. That's the fact. If you ask me to feel sorry for Jacob Blake, the answer is no. Not at all. Would I rather this did not happen? Yes. Would you rather that the police only engage in trying to tackle? Okay. That could be a conversation about how we engage policing. And I don't know how many cops you're going to find who want to tackle somebody who didn't listen to them, is where they weren't supposed to be, already had a knife on them, and then was reaching into their car. It's as if those facts don't matter. If you say to me, I see all those facts and I still want the police officer to tackle, okay. You're going to have to go about training how that works exactly what can happen to the officer engaged in the tackle or the physical subduing before another officer can engage in gunfire. This is a great question to ask of all those social workers you're going to send out there because you're going to fund the police and you're going to create a new different style of, of community policing. What do, what do they do? You think they're going near the guy with the knife? Do we really think this? Because I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think you're going to pay them enough to do it. You already don't pay the cop enough to do it. That's what many people will tell you. But yet they still do it. But now we want to tell them they're bad people for acting in the defense of those around them. By the way, did I forget to mention there were kids in the car? There were kids in the car. Should the police officer have allowed this guy with a knife already not listening to instructions? To drive off with children? There is a ton here. A ton here. And I will not feel sorry for Jacob Blake. 
I will, however, feel for anybody who has been taught by this society that they don't have to listen to police. Now, let me be a little more full disclosure. I am not always on the side of police. I find that there are police officers out there who really, really love the idea of a badge and a gun and get off on the power trip. You know it's true. I know it's true. We know it's true. In the main, I find myself not being drawn to police officers because of that attitude, which in my own eyes, I have seen with my own eyes, I've seen many times. I don't like it. It's not who I am. That show Cops, do you remember the show Cops? Um, I, I used to watch that show and say out loud, what is this cop doing? Who do they think they are? This is abusive. I believe in the rights of the people. There's a difference between you walking down the street and someone asking for your license. You're walking down the street. You're walking down the street. What do you do in this neighborhood? None of your damn business. No cop should actually ask what do you do in this neighborhood. That doesn't matter. People can walk where they want to walk. Somebody's at your front door. Cop can ask anything they want. Do you see the difference right there? The difference there is massive. I don't like it when cops are abusive. I don't like it when cops think they're special. I don't like it when cops act like tough guys. And I think there is a personality type that is attracted to being a police officer because they like the power. They're also the people very often willing to run into the building. Not all the time. And I'm not talking about all police officers. A lot of great police officers out there. We see it time and again and again and again. And there's no doubt that what they are up against in terms of the people who lie to them, people who attack them, people who do all sorts of things to them, they can get a little hardened. And maybe I got to have a touch of grace, but I don't have grace to the point where I think people should lose their rights. But you've got a knife, a restraining order against you, kids in the car, and you're not listening to commands to drop your weapon. I don't feel anything for you. As rational people, we can denote the differences, and we should. Jacob Blake is a story worth remembering. Because people are going to tell you, people are going to tell you that somehow he is somebody that we have to look up to. And I think there are real men and women to look up to in this world. We have to respect what happened to Jacob Blake. We have to understand what Jacob Blake did and that there are consequences. I'm not saying I wanted him to get shot. I wanted him not to be there. But you cannot engage a series of circumstances as we have and somehow leave it all out. Because there was a shooting. No, 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 no. You save that holier-than-thou nonsense for your mom. We have to understand how difficult the job is. We also have to understand where there's a time and place. Holding a weapon, resisting a restraining order, children in the car, reaching into the car. That's different than the guy walking down the street. Just so we all understand each other. But really what this is about is an attitude. A way of indoctrination. 
of younger people and of Americans of all stripes that somehow the guy who is not a hero should be treated as such. Jacob Blake should not be treated as a hero. He is not a hero. He is not a hero. Michael Brown in Ferguson all those years ago was not a hero. He wasn't a gentle giant. It doesn't matter what Representative Cori Bush says. She lies, and she lied her way all the way into Congress. He was a guy who attacked a cop. He was a guy who stole. He's a guy who broke a police officer's orbital socket. He is a guy who tried to steal a police officer's gun. And then, not listening to police, he charged police officers, which led to his death. And hands up, don't shoot, never, ever, ever happened. Liars like Corey Bush, the representative from St. Louis, will tell you it happened. But it never happened. Don't say that I'm saying it wrong. Tell the Eric Holder Justice Department that they got it wrong because they're the ones telling the story. Michael Brown is no hero. Michael Brown is no hero. Michael Brown was not some good, decent guy. The killing of Eric Garner... He was selling loose cigarettes on the streets of New York, and he got choked to death. For selling loose cigarettes? Yeah, the police did that, but you know who I blame? The city of New York that wanted their tax money. So desperate for their tax money that they killed a man in broad daylight for it. Like anybody cares if he's selling loose cigarettes. Now, he may have been doing some other things the police didn't like. I'm not saying no. I am saying that should not have happened the way it did. I can clearly go through these things on a case-by-case basis. But I will not just simply allow a society to rewrite history about Jacob Blake. He did everything wrong. Everything. He is not a hero. That is worth remembering as people continue to engage in manipulation of the society. What's going on in Afghanistan, the latest of the failures of Joe Biden and the judge and the mom and COVID and vaccines. Holy crap. That's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. The stories are coming out about the 13 U.S. service members who were killed in Kabul. And more and more I'm seeing it's at least 13, so the number could be higher. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. And you hear the the stories uh, about them again and again. Oh, they were a great person. Oh, they loved being a Marine. Oh, she was terrific. Oh, he was great. And you're starting to learn from about where they all come from. One of them came from the Indianapolis area. Corporal Umberto Sanchez, 22, Logansport, Indiana, just outside of Indianapolis. These things do hit home. Went to uh, Logansport High School. 
Among 17 members of that class who joined the military after their graduation in 2017. In case you want to know how much of a baby he was. Doing something that you cannot dream of. Could not dream of. So we, we stand at, 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 at the ready. If there's anything we can do to assist the family of, of Corporal Sanchez, to assist Logansport, uh, as Tony Katz today, as this show, we are ready, we are prepared, we will do it, we will gladly do it. Just tell us what it is that you need. These people, these, these people are worth remembering. I mean, when we talk about that Jacob Blake story, uh, it's, it's one of the reasons why I'm not, I'm not going to let some stories pretend like they, they're, they're big in, 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 in our lives. I'm not going to have a story or I'm not going to share a story or, or a world where I have to idolize Jacob Blake who resisted uh, police officers and wouldn't listen to commands in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and then got shot and somehow forget the name Umberto Sanchez. Or forget any of these people. Meanwhile, you've seen in your social media feeds, there have been a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants, a lot of people who have uh, set the tables. They've set the table with 13 drinks, 13 beers, 13 shots, 13 what, 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 whatever. As a way of remembering those. who got killed it's not it it, it is not just some kind of of wow this will look good on social media it's it's different it 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 uh, it is connection i don't think you necessarily have to post the things on social media but it is connection it is about trying your best to remember there's a value to that, an important value to that, and one that should not be discarded. It's funny. I'm going to get vilified for recognizing the facts about Jacob Blake, and I'll get mocked for thinking that it's lovely, worthy to remember 13 U.S. Marines. That... That's the weirdness of the world right now. We got to do our best to just straighten that one out. To the people of Logansport, to the family of Corporal Sanchez, anything we can do, we stand ready. I'm Tony Katz. Man, the more you hear about Ida, the uglier, uglier it is. By the end of this day, we're just going to have the photos, the videos, the, the destruction. I mean, the entire place went out of power. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. They all ran out of power. Over a million people were without power in Louisiana. The entire Orleans Parish was out of power that means the pumps were out these are the pumps that keep the water out 
Because remember, they're six feet underwater. So these are the pumps that keep the water out. And they weren't able to run. That's a, that's a serious issue. Meanwhile, we're keeping our eyes on, uh, on Afghanistan, where the story is that the Taliban is now having a power struggle. Which is going to, you know, just be great. They're fracturing. This one wants to do it this way. That one wants to do it that way. So that creates opportunities for groups like Al-Qaeda. It creates opportunities for ISIS-K. It creates opportunities to create more destruction. It's what it does. And we will watch this play out. But as I said, I wanted to get into some of the other things. I mean, I do want to get into George Takai's tweet again, because, man, that's just, that is just as bothersome as all get out. But let's start with the CDC. The CDC, which is telling you to get vaccinated, which is really an inoculation. There's a whole conversation of whether or not the FDA approval is actually approval. That's weird. It's funny. The, the FDA gave approval for the Pfizer vaccine, which is, again, not a vaccine. And then everything went quick quiet on that. And people started asking, wait a second, is, is this a full approval? What are we looking at here? I'll say it again. Based on the doctors I speak to, the inoculation clearly reduces the symptoms of COVID and people live through COVID if they should get it. The people dying of COVID clearly have comorbidities. When we're talking about adults, there's not even a debate or a question. People refuse to engage the conversation of comorbidities, starting with weight. It's it it just is. It's just fact. Why we can why are we even questioning that? Two things can be true at the same time. Number one, it's clear that the inoculation helps people who have COVID survive COVID. The numbers show that. And it's also clear that people who die of COVID die of the comorbidity. The issue that they come in with, COVID exacerbates. It is the leader there. I don't know why that's so difficult for people. Well, it's difficult for people because they desperately, desperately, desperately want to politicize it. They are dying to politicize it. Speaking of people who are politicizing it, should I talk about the people who want me dead? So there is this, there have now been two radio hosts that I know of. One, one who I, 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 I never met either guy. One from Nashville, Phil Valentine. And another from Daytona Beach, I, I believe he is. And uh, this uh, guy from Daytona Beach was somebody who opposed... Um, uh, vaccines. And he died from COVID. Okay? Um, I, that, that can happen. There are people who totally believe in inoculations and have died from COVID. So, you know, it's everything is possible in a world with a virus. Mark Bernier. Bernier? I, I did not know uh, the, the, the man from WNDB in Daytona Beach. Well, that led to someone tweeting out, the CDC has announced that small market talk radio hosts are now the most at-risk category in the U.S. 
That's that's a weird flex. That is a weird flex. To which someone then responded to that by uh, by sending me a tweet. A guy by the name of Reverend Mark and sent me a tweet of Milhouse from The Simpsons. You know Milhouse producer Ari? I'm familiar with his work, yes. <laughs> Send me a tweet of Milhouse and is raising his eyebrows. Like, huh? You, Tony? Huh? All right, man. Weird wishing me death. Weird. Now, the, the part that I find about this that's so amazing is that these are the people who consider themselves good and decent. It, I, I take it as wishing death on people. It's very strange. But also strange is that it's very clear that these people don't listen to my show. They don't listen to me at all. Because I'm not saying exactly what they want said, they they are just apoplectic. They can't believe it. They're just, they, if, if, cause I don't say exactly what they want to hear. Therefore, I, I'm pushing to get people killed. Do you know how radical that is? That's insane. Equally insane, wishing my, wishing I die. I don't talk about my vaccination status. Why? Because it's become a political hot potato and I'm not getting involved in the game. I don't want any part of these awful, terrible, miserable, rotten, worthless, dirty people. F these people. I don't want to know them. So I'm not getting involved. I won't do it. I won't play. But people who wish you death, uh, I don't try and spend much time worrying about them. But I certainly won't have them lecture to me that, that they're good or decent. But I was bringing this up because of the CDC. And the CDC has now published a guide to inclusive language to promote healthy equity and inclusive com- communication. And this is why people don't take inoculations or vaccines. Because how can you trust an organization that is this woke and ridiculous? Wokeness is going to get people killed. That's fact. The guide has sections for more inclusive language, including a section dedicated to corrections and detentions. So instead of calling somebody an inmate, a prisoner, or a convict, or an ex-convict, or calling them a criminal, it's people or persons, persons in pretrial or with charge, persons on parole or probation, people in immigration detention detention facilities. No, no, that last one is illegal immigrants. They're illegal. They're here illegally. Can I help you? You can no longer use drug abuse. You can't, you can't use that one. The CDC should not be involved in word policing. Not at all. They are completely wrong if they're saying calling somebody a criminal is what's leading to them being a criminal. That's not it. This wordplay is all radically Orwellian and has no place in civil society. 
Dr. Walensky and the CDC are doing more to harm and injure Americans than can rationally be explained. Certainly doing more harm to Americans than the, the uh, small market radio host. By the way, I'm a large market radio host. Can I help you, please? Mm-hmm. Wait, is that the way I'd say it? Is that the way? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll, I'll take that. I'll allow that. Tell me I'm small market. It's nonsense. It's all criminally insane. You can't change language and somehow think that you're doing a good because it's taking away the honesty of what's happening. They are not undocumented. They are illegal. It's to make the it's to try and paint the picture that they haven't broken the law. But if you come across the border illegally, you have broken the law. That's the reality. Why are we pretending otherwise? So the CDC is playing this rather unserious and dangerous game. But then there are those people who don't quite understand what they're saying at all. And that's George Takei. I found this to be horrific. And I will tell you that when it comes to uh, vaccines and forced vaccination. Force mask wearing. I oppose force. When it comes to the vaccine, I have never discussed that part of my um, pushback on force is, A, it's a wholly un-American concept, but also is, is to the idea that historically, I've seen this before. I have witnessed this before. History has shown me a people that had forced vaccinations, forced this, forced that, forced experimentation. I've witnessed this. Being a Jewish man in America, although I don't think you have to be Jewish to have read, read a book or know the stories. George Takei is an actor, formerly of, of Star Trek, and he is a virulent leftist. And George Takei tweeted, a lot of people are angry that employer vaccine mandates are coming. I don't care, writes George Takei. We need to do this for the good of all. The asserted freedoms of the willfully unvaccinated do not outweigh the needs of society nor the right of employers to keep the virus out of the workplace. 33,000 people liked this tweet. It is frightening to hear him speak like this that in order to keep the society safe the minority has to be vaccinated because George Takei as a young man was kept in an internment camp as many Japanese Americans were during World War II it is not lost and it was not lost on people on social media and it is not lost on me that he is utilizing a language that one realizes they could have heard in that time to condone the use of internment camps. If you are going to favor mandates, you are favoring this idea of force, then why is it that you speak out so vehemently about the force that was used because it was used upon you? 
The difference between World War II and this vaccine is that we were attacked by the Japanese. It was clear and it was obvious and it wasn't known to Americans what was and who was safe. The internment of Japanese people is a chapter of American society that cannot be looked through the lens of today, just like all history cannot be looked through the lens of today. It has to be looked through the lens of then. Hard decisions got made. That's that. Those are the facts. You have a virus that is 99% survivable. So someone not getting vaccinated is completely different than not knowing who the enemy was at the moment. They're not the same thing. How could you go about making this claim about vaccines and not realizing what you're saying about your own history? I oppose force. I favor tough decisions being made, but I oppose force on American citizens. And I continue to do so. Of course, George Takei is wrong. But he has never once questioned himself. That's part of the problem. I'm Tony Katz. Sirhan Sirhan has won parole because the family of Robert F. Kennedy petitioned on his behalf. Sirhan Sirhan is the guy who murdered RFK. Honestly, I've seen it all. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Have seen it all. There's a two-person panel that has ruled on his parole hearing, the 16th for Sirhan Sirhan. It's going to be reviewed by the California Parole Board staff, then sent to the governor, who will have 30 days to decide whether to grant it, reverse it, or modify it. Now, we should be clear, it might not be Gavin Newsom. This, if we got two weeks in this, uh, in this runoff, not runoff, this recall election, are they going to recall Gavin Newsom, the Democrat? Uh, Larry Elder is doing very well in this race. Very, very well. So who knows who the governor might be? Meanwhile, Douglas Kennedy, who was a toddler when his dad was, was murdered, said he was moved to tears by Sirhan's remorse and he should be released if he's not a threat to others. Saying, I'm overwhelmed just by being able to view Mr. Sirhan face to face. I think I've lived my life both in fear of him and his name in one way or another. And I am grateful today to see him as a human being worthy of compassion and love. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what to, what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it and whether or not it, sh- it should happen. I, 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 I can't imagine that someone murders my father and there's a time where I'm like, yeah, let him go. I mean, knowing me the way I know me, uh, let him go so I can hunt him down. 
you don't look. You don't want me in charge of the of the justice system. I think my problem is I could, actually I'd be fine being in charge of the justice system. It's just I'm very honest about the the humanity uh, 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 of it all. I could see the anger. I could absolutely see the anger. I could see the seething. I could see wanting revenge. I question, I guess, whether or not I would go forward with revenge. That's the question. Would I go forward with revenge? Would I be a part of it? Part of me thinks that I could be. I think that's maybe very human. I think sometimes when I talk about that, people get a little bit freaked out because maybe it's too human. Maybe it's, it's, maybe it's too uh, honest, too clear. But I, I, being honest is the way it is. But I've had a lot of moments where I've been angry with somebody and said to myself this, and when the moment came, I said, no, 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 no. Not worth it. Which is, I think, how I might end up being, but I don't know if I could say, yeah, let him go. Let him go, this, uh, this guy. Tomorrow, everyone, I'm Tony Katz. Take care.